You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, another, 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 hear me carefully, another Victory Monday edition of One Giant Step, which I can assure you bosses did not think we'd even hit six whole year, let alone six in the first seven games when they put myself, Sean Morash, and Paul Dettino together here on One Giant Step. Welcome, as always, in to our reaction podcast following a Giants win in Jacksonville that had it all. Paul Dettino with us, and Paul was down there in Jacksonville. Paul, before I you know, let you set the scene, let me just tell you, from my couch on a rainy day on Long Island, I could tell you, in a season that has been so full of happy moments and so full of strange moments, this took the cake as far as one of the strangest Giant games that resulted in a win in a long time that I can remember. I mean, this game had it all. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, Sean, you know, it's funny. Uh, I I honestly looked at the game, didn't think there would be any agita involved at all. When we talked last week in previewing this game, in my mind, uh, there was only one path for Jacksonville to make this a competitive game, and that is if the Giants had not played well. If the Giants had self-inflicted so many wounds that they would allow Jacksonville to steal the game. Well, as it played out, the Giants had enough of self-inflicted wounds. And I think Trevor Lawrence certainly played extremely well. And Etienne ran the ball well to the point where it came down to a one-yard stop on the final play. So, in fact, it was a rather nasty agitated game over the course of the last minute and couple of seconds because obviously the officials needed to jockey with the clock oh. and it became much more of a of a gut wrencher than it needed oh. to be yeah and and on that point and part of the reason i found this to be one of the strangest games was yes it was full of agita which isn't strange to giant fans but there was for the first time paul in recent weeks there were multiple moments in the final seconds, let's say, of the fourth quarter, forget the whole quarter for a second, where I really thought, wow, the Giants are going to lose this game. The Giants are going to lose this game. Oh, and you it did. Really, really annoyed me. All right, so here we go, Paul, and I'm just going to rattle off three things for you on why I think this was Ajita filled and the Giants almost lost this game. Number one, hey, injuries. We keep saying this. They keep, you know, next man up, next man up. Well, you know, they get three big ones between Bredesen, between Neal, and between Bellinger, clearly. You know, you keep losing these bodies. I'm not even talking about Ojalari, who's now on IR. This is going to be very difficult to keep overcoming. Number two, I mean, the drops drive you nuts. And good for Daniel Jones finally showing a little fire, a little fight, because the drops have been a problem all year. 
boy, were they such a big problem this game, including that fourth down to Marcus Johnson, which just cannot happen under any circumstance, which, oh, by the way, I don't disagree with going for two, but looking back, you kick the field goal. There's even less agita down the stretch. And number three, Paul, I, I, I hate being this guy. There are times I do it and I have to catch myself. The officiating was horrific on Sunday. Absolutely horrific. And I'm not saying that it didn't go both ways at times, but it was bordering on suspicion that something was up for me from my couch. The idea that that hands to the face could be called in that spot on Dane Belton. Not the second uh, rough in the pass for Dexter Lawrence, but the one-finger Dexter Lawrence. And frankly, look, I know that Saquon's got to get down earlier, but his shin is down. Whenever we see a receiver go down, the shin is down, you rule him down. He is starting that slide before he goes out of bounds. I, I mean, how many times did the officials yesterday feel like they were just raking one over on the Giants' ball? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I will tell you, though, Sean, honestly, I felt all along the Giants were in control and going to win the game until they took uh, the Moreau interception away on the belt-in penalty. Oh, that's, that's the only time where I all of a sudden said, all right, this is not going to go well. Otherwise, I'll be frank with you, the drop by Marcus Johnson on the goal line, the injuries to, to the three or the three guys on offense, the two linemen and the tight end. None of these things were of a concern. I, I felt the game went in a lot of ways exactly as it was scripted from the Giants' perspective. Even with all the injuries and some of the sloppiness, five drops, which is terrible for them. Oh. That's not what they're used to doing this year. They would have okay? scored a lot more points, Paul. You left at no least doubt. 10 points. No doubt. But even with all that sloppiness, I felt 98% convinced the Giants were in control of the game, and then they took away the interception. And that's when I said, uh-oh, I've seen that movie before, and that one doesn't turn out so good. And that's when it got really, really, really tough uh, in those final moments for me. And again, we keep talking about signs that this giant team is different and coach different, right? I mean, when does a guy in week one ever miss a field goal like that as time expires? They always kick those field goals, even if they're from freaking long distance. We'll always look back at that Titan game like that. And there have been a couple of these moments, the Packer game and what happened in the fourth quarter. But in this game, to have that interception taken off the board on forget like a, a boneheaded penalty, it was non-existent. Dane Belton's playing defense. The penalty didn't exist. And right. then to have the roughing the passer and get him down there, and still have your defense be able to swarm where you see how many times, you know, people want to kill Lawrence for throwing one yard short there. I mean, how many times momentum carry a receiver like Kirk over to get that stop and still not allow the Jaguars in the end zone? That is my positive spin on this, Paul, is that things are just different. To have everything go against you in the moment and it feels like you're sinking in quicksand needing to reach out for help. There are the Giants coming and coming up again with a big play to seal a game. It's it's unbelievable at this point. Well, here's the part that baffled the Giants more than anything else. And and they're not going to talk about the officials' flags because obviously they're going to get fined right. for that. So they're not going to do it. 
But when they put the the the, the clock backwards, you know, the Giants oh. were under the assumption when the clock had continued to roll on the Barkley running play near the sideline, which, by the way, was 10 yards uh, right right by me. I was right there on that sideline, about 10 yards away at the time. I agree with you. I thought Barkley had gone down, and and I didn't think that there was any issue. So the clock runs. The clock is rolling. They're allowing the clock to roll. Dable's standing there with the official watching the clock roll. They know what they want to do. They're planning everything out according to that scenario. And then all of a sudden, after the clock has been stopped, when they did what they wanted to do and they play it out the way they want to play it out, then the officials go back and say, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to put the time back on the clock. Unreal. That discombobulated the entire sideline and the entire team because it's like, well, wait a second. We weren't. We wouldn't have played it out like we played it out if we knew you were going to stop the clock when you did. And now you literally want to reverse time. I'm not saying that, you know, the call was right or wrong. I don't think it was right, but the way that they allowed it to happen was yeah. just incredibly bogus. Right. I mean, it, it, if it's you got to like, watch it, watch it. If you're if you're watching on TV and you got up to use the bathroom or something after you know he went down, you thought you would come back. All of a sudden you're looking up. There's a minute left. You you wonder what the heck happened the way they handled that. It was like the play had ended and that was the end of it. And Paul, I think my issue again with that, you want to talk about discombobulating them, is just the inconsistencies in NFL officiating. Why is that any different? Any different? Then a receiver going down, we talk about one butt cheek, one chin, one everything. He started his slide, his body was down. That's yeah. it. He gave himself up before the out of bounds. Like, I, I cannot kill Barkley for that. Uh, you know, people want to say, oh, Barkley shouldn't have made it that close. What do you mean shouldn't have made it that close? He broke it to the outside. I mean, the football field's not 300 yards wide. Uh, what do you mean he shouldn't have made it that close? The only thing I will say, Sean, is that Dable felt this way and Barkley felt this way after the game as well. He did not have to cut it that far to the outside. There was certainly, okay. there's a lot of room on a football field, okay? You and I both know that. The field is really wide. And and he did not have to get that close to the point where this winds up happening. They always tell you, take the decision out of the officials' hands. Don't let them screw up the call. 